Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, John Clore. Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore, and as the Enthusiast Communications Manager for Ford Performance, I hope that you are reading my efforts in the Enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com every week. And, as always, my co-host is none other than longtime club president and Mustang hobby and industry guru Mike Ray, who is known in the enthusiast world as the king of connections. Mike, tonight, what better connection can you have to the Mustang world and the Mustang Club of America than our special guest? One of my favorite girls of all time in the whole hobby. Well, she started it, and when she was doing things back in the Mustang days when you didn't see too many women at the car shows slinging words and cameras around like they were second-guessing everybody, we have, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, please welcome Mary Jean Weshey, former editor of not only Mustang Monthly and 5 but everybody knows her from the Mustang Club of America's Mustang Times Magazine. Mary Jean, thanks for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored. Oh, we're honored to have you because you have seen more Mustangs than I've seen ingrown hairs in my nose. Well, that's because I'm a whole lot older than you. And <laughs> remember, in my high school days, I got to go to the World's Fair. Oh, that's that. You know, Mike, this is probably the one story people don't really know about Mary Jean. And, you know, how did this gal get into Mustangs? Mary Jean was at the World's Fair when the Mustang was launched. Did you know that, Mike? Yeah, it wasn't. I And Mary Jean, you can confirm this. Wasn't Donald Farr there as well? I don't know. I don't think so, but. No, I thought I remember hearing that I story mean, before. I don't know. I, you know what? That's a good question. I'll have to call him tomorrow and ask him. I, I, I thought I remember hearing that before. And then when I heard you were there, too, and obviously you guys didn't know each other back then. But I thought that was true. So maybe I'm wrong on that. So you have to check uh, fact check me on that one. So your roots your roots go way back to the very beginning of Mustang. Yes, they do. So Mary Jean, did you just think it was what a great looking car? And what was yes, it? Yes, I did. I fell in love with it actually. So it was um, the looks, the looks of the car. The looks of the car. The looks of the car. I didn't get to get really up close and personal, you know, to see one or drive one. Oh, until a few years later, and um, yeah, I almost bought a a Shelby, but couldn't somehow manage to, well, we won't go there, but <laughs> I just couldn't handle the color that was available at the time that there seemed to be a plethora of them at a certain dealership in Miami, where <laughs> my cousin was working at the time, and my dad offered to drive it back to Connecticut for me, but I just couldn't wrap my head around the color. So I didn't do it. So it's not just looks, it's color too. Well, there's just one color that, yeah, let's don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, we had Helene Assembler on and she loves Mustangs as long as they're purple. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah, I love black. I especially love black on black on black. That's my yes, and I, I happen to know that's one of your favorites because that's what you've driven and love to drive. But Mary Jean, yeah. as, as a young gal growing up, now you're on the East Coast. 
Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of performance going on that day and age. Most of the guys were into cars and most of the girls were into guys with cars, but you wanted your own set of wheels. Well, okay. Were you a lead foot? Be honest. Were you a lead foot? Uh, can I tell you how I really got into cars? Please. My Mike, brother. Mike, hold your ears. This is going to get crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's silly. My brother wanted a Packard. And my dad was going to help him buy a car, more likely buy a car for him. But a Packard was a little bit more expensive. Now you're talking the 60s. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now I'm going to age myself. So he turned around and he brought my brother in a 1952 Chevy which my brother absolutely hated, refused to work on, wouldn't go anywhere near it. So um, the ballerina tap dancing daughter got recruited and started working on the car with daddy and absolutely fell in love with getting my hands greasy. And then he turned around unbeknownst to me when it was all said and done and handed me the keys. Wow. So that did, after that, I was, I, I always liked, you know, I mean, he was an electrician and he used to take me with him every now and then. And I was a, a girly tomboy, I guess. <laughs> well, well, that's I mean, that's that's kind of cool. And but um, you were also at a very early age attracted to wordsmithing. Um, being, yes. Weren't you involved in the school district? And um, I was um, the school. I was the I was the editor for my high school newspaper, which was the size of a regular newspaper and it was probably about 10 pages um, a month, oh which was a lot for my class had 60 people in it. So it was a lot for a school like that, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that. And then, um, Oh, let's see. I used to write articles every once in a while for the SAC newsletter. And um, right. right. You, know. you had this affinity for Shelby Mustangs. So the sack. Well, I had an affinity for a certain man who owned a, sh <laughs> a couple of Shelby Mustangs, who's, who's sitting over here getting red in the face and laughing at me. <laughs> oh, God bless Ken. I'm telling well, you. Well, the only reason he talked to me is twice is because he said he had a Shelby, and I got all excited, asked him what year it was, what color it was, and you know. <laughs> uh, I met Jenny, and I told her I had a Pinto, and she still married me. Well, she likes Pintos. <laughs> that's true <laughs> but so mary jean so yes. getting in the hobby were you frequenting either like motorsports events drag racing events road courses with the shelby guys or did you like more like the car show how did you get into that scene okay well in high school and in my early college days we used to go to the connecticut dragway to watch drag racing okay but um Gosh, I didn't even remember. It was, I think, in 1986, a friend of ours took us to an SCCA hmm. um, training class. And I thought, oh, this sounds like fun. So I became a, a pit worker. And shortly thereafter, a pit chief and for the Central Florida region of Sports Car Club of America. And from there, we had a lot of IMSA races in the area and a lot of SCCA pro races. And I worked so many years um, in the pit road, and I absolutely loved road racing. Yeah. Mike, so, you, Mike you want to talk about big clubs. You know, Moxham's one of the largest in the U.S., but can you imagine being involved in the SCCA, which I think that sports car club is the 
if, correct me if I'm wrong, Mary Jane, that's one of the mm -hmm. largest in the world. Yes, it is. And IMSA headquarters was in Tampa at the time. Okay. And so the IMSA guys used to come over and, and um, we used to get to work on, you know, on pit road with the IMSA pit chief. And So Mike, you wanted, you wanted to do that, but you were rolling in your 5-0 down Michigan Avenue in Dearborn. Is that right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, so, but Mary Jean, that, that's how that racing, and I knew there was that connection mm -hmm. with you on that, but the racing side, but still, you know, there's one thing to be there and experience it, and especially on the pit side and working in as a as a corner worker. All that stuff is, I mean, experiencing that is all great. But you had this, I don't know, desire to take pictures and tell stories too. So were you doing newsletters and trying to after you go to the race to try to do that for these these outfits or clubs or is that how you got involved with, you know, the the actual editorial work in the in the Ford and Mustang hobby? No, you know, I got, I'll tell you, I, I used, well, writing the articles for the, the SAC newsletter, and I didn't do it very often, um, my brother-in-law, who has since passed away, um, started a, a Mustang club in the Orlando area, so I used to, he and I used to goof around with the, with writing things for that, but um, my goal was always to be an automotive journalist. Um, crazy, but it was. And and I'll tell you what really what got me started in it was Donald Farr. Um, my son one day came in the house and told my husband he saw this Mach One driving by. It was Mach One, wasn't it? Three a Boss Three Hundred Two. I'm losing my mind. Don't get old, John. It's it's overrated. Anyways, a Boss Three Hundred Two is a very unique color. And he'd see it driving by every day. And so in the evening, Ken and I started walking around the neighborhood in different directions looking for where this boss was. And lo and behold, Donald had just moved into the neighborhood, had started working for, for Larry Dobbs. And um, the first thing he asked us was, he was looking for these two brothers in town who had Shelby's. Um, their name was Keith and Ken Weshey. Do you know them? At which point, Ken stuck his hand out and said, Ken Weshey, how are you? <laughs> so Donald would come by and he would bring copies of the magazine. And I always would tell him, look, if you if you have openings, even I'll sweep the floor. You know, I just want to get in the door. I'll, I'll, I'll work in the mail room. I'll do whatever. And um, one day there was an opening in circulation and he brought me an application. I got hired. And a year later, I was in editorial. Wow. So, yeah. Well, and. And, you know, the was, inside, I'll tell you the inside story about you that people probably haven't told you. Maybe you know this. Um, but it wasn't just your wordsmithing, your your grasp of the English language, your ability to do that. You have a, um, that's what this is what they're telling me now. You have these organizational skills, which is why you kind of got pushed into not just doing stories, but I think running advertising and your, you know, marketing that, 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 that you have to be organized, hit deadlines, talk to sponsors get these ad I mean doing the ad stuff you were like a I don't know too many editorial guys that could even touch an advertisement um you know I honestly don't know I just I love I love journalism so much I always have and it just it took a lot for me to stand up in front of a group of people or to go out into a, a show and present myself as an editor what? But once I got it, it did. It really, I'll be real honest, it really did. And 
writing my first editorial, I think I shook for two days. In fact, the, the first Mustang Times I did, I made Austin Craig, who was my publisher, write the first editorial. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> then after, after that, it just seemed like, the you know, getting into the hobby and on getting really into, um, I think it was when I really got into to working with editorial at Dobbs, I got to, I had already met because of the racing world, I had already met Steve Celine. I had already met Dario Orlando. I had already met so many people. Um, and, and it was just fun to work with them. And then when I started working in circulation, you have to be able to figure out different ways of getting people to participate and buy into what you're selling. Well, for sure. And, and, you know, back then, it was a much different world because the whole in the hobby and the enthusiast world revolved around magazines. They didn't have Facebook and there was no such thing as social media. So you were the voice of those enthusiasts. Mike, can you imagine knowing Mary Jean the way we do that she had to, didn't have the gumption and to get up and start talking and presenting herself as the editor of us? Can you imagine being shy and not being, I mean, who, what person at the head of the helm like that, like she was in the hobby is like that. It sounds like somebody I know, like named Mike Ray. Yep. I was just, you know, it's so funny because no one believes that story that when I first joined the board of Moxham, that I would not sit at the board table. I would not give a report. I would duck my head. I did not want to talk in front of people. I didn't do anything. And now you can't take the microphone out of my hand. <laughs> so it's, it's a, I blame that all on you, John, too, by oh, the way. You. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, you know, one thing I don't know that all the listeners might not know is there is a very small number of people in the entire world that have a coveted award called the Lee Iacocca award, yep. mm -hmm. which very, very gladly and proudly. And I'm so honored that the three of us talking here tonight are all recipients of that amazing award. I know. And I was there the night that Mary Jean got her award. And, you know, it's one thing to. Uh, no, you're talking about something else. Oh, no. The one from Edsel. Yeah. But I'll tell you something That's... funny about my Lee Iacocca award. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear about this. <laughs> so my, Austin calls me and tells me I have to go to. Um, Ford Heacock had. Uh, uh, Concours, what do you call that show, Kenny? He had down around the lake. Anyway, he had this big show in Lakeland and it was just absolutely beautiful. He calls me up and he says, um, they're giving an Iacocca award, right? And I said, Oh yeah, they usually they have been doing it for the last few years. Well, um, NPD sponsors that, right? I said, right. Yeah. You gotta be down there and you have to take pictures of this award. I'm like Austin. Last minute. Okay. So I, he says, I got your credentials. Don't worry about it. You're just going. Okay. So I get dressed up and I go. Fortunately that day I decided to look a little bit better and, um, oh no, not great. I get down there. It's time for awards. So I go stand in front of opposite the stage and Donald's there oh, and yeah. Howard Buck, my, my boss at the time was the previous boss was there. And, um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, Rick Schmidt is talking about this award and I'm I'm all along thinking Donald's getting this award. Sure, sure. So they're standing at me and they're chuckling and I'm standing at them chuckling because that's what we do. And um <laughs> he turned 
it was so funny. Rick Schmidt says, made some comment about how he loves this woman. And then I kind of really started laughing because I thought, oh, he made a mistake. He called Donald a woman. <laughs> then he turned around and he said my name and you could have dropped me. You could have scraped me off the floor. It was unbelievable. And Tom Corcoran was happened to be behind me and he took a picture. <laughs> I hit it. He took a picture of me where I don't think my mouth could have dropped any wider. But, um, <laughs> I was, it that, is a very huge honor to, oh, to yes. receive that award. It, Why um, is it that for all three of us, we never saw it coming? Because that's Mike, the way Mike do never it. saw his coming. And the only reason I thought I was going to hint it when I was announcing it was I was using his favorite word over and over again, thinking he might get the hint. And then we were at the Mustang Heroes Bank at Mustang 50th. And with Dave Parasak up there, I thought, mm -hmm. well, I'll go mm -hmm. sit down. And then we all get the bomb dropped on us. But you know, Mary Jean, um, well, I think that what that says is that we really care about the hobby and the fact that your peers recognize you. All I know, Mike, and you can validate this, when Mary Jean's at a show and they kind of would say, hey, do you, do you know that woman over there? I said, yeah, that's Mary Jean Weshy. Yeah, I know. Could you could you go tell her to come take a look at my car? <laughs> <laughs> like how many times, you know, and she's probably got 90 cars she wanted to see anyway. But you know what, Mary Jean, that they treasured that ability to interact with you at a show and have you take a few pictures and then to see it in Mustang Times. Your work getting their cars in the, on those pages, uh, many of those, that's the that was the highlight of their Mustang hobby. That's why she's called the Queen. Yeah, it's the queen. It's queen. yeah. So, it so was, Mike, it was more of a privilege for me to be there photographing cars than than people realize. I mean, I, in all honesty, I grew up um, not as outgoing as I am right now. In fact, I used to joke with Larry Dobbs that they cracked the egg and let me out and he needed to stuff part of me back in. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it really is a privilege to be around Mustang owners. You, you have something in common with them. It's a true passion and a love for the car. Um, I grew up loving muscle cars, but the Mustang was always to me something super special, you know, um, I met a lot of friends at the oh, MCA, yeah. met a lot of people from Ford through the MCA because that was, Another goal, my goal was to um, formulate a really good, solid relationship between the MCA and Ford Motor Company and its executives. And I honestly, that's the one thing that I honestly feel good about is that I did accomplish that. Oh, no, Mike always says, Mike, you said, you know, um, it's not a it's not the cars may come and go, but it's a relationship management business. Mm -hmm. you know? The hobby is really about relationships. The friends you make last longer than the cars very often. And uh, so, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but um, I've always want, I always stick my nose into Mary Jean's business. <laughs> and and I when I heard people start. Don't tell it, Jenny that. I know, but she's <laughs> she has become an icon. And, you know, Jenny and Mary Jean became very good friends. I'm just so happy that. You guys have shared many a golf cart, <laughs> but I got to tell you, so I get a call from a guy who was writing, he, he does the gentleman racer.com. And he says, Hey, we're doing, um, we're doing a story like uh, 50 years of Mustang girls. 
And I go, what? He goes, yeah, do you know Mary Jean Westy? I go, do I know Mary Jean Westy? I go, what are the other girls you're, you're doing? He goes, Gail Brown. <laughs> I said, I mean, Gail Wise, we used to be Gail Brown. And uh, Lynn St. James, I go, what? I go, I know Gail Wise. I know Lynn St. James. And I know Mary Jean. So I talked about Mary Jean. And do you know when he wrote it up for, for his website, uh, GentlemanRacer.com, I'm the only one, he included my quote in um in the mary jean bio and it said um here's my quote it's a big deal if you're at a car show and mary jean Weshy stops by to take a look at your mustang said john clore at ford racing i was at ford racing at the time it means your vehicle is something special mary jean see how i nosed into your little story there you know that year that that all of a sudden somebody said to me just go google yourself and i went no nah, i don't think so there was a story on one of the Ford pages. Yes, that said the same the same thing. Yep. And I'll and then I think as I was listening to um, Edsel Ford start talking about me, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> For the last oh, I'd say ten or eleven months, John's been asking me these off the wall questions. <laughs> So no, no. I stood there and mouthed at him, didn't I, John? You yes, wrote I was, but I was spacing him out. I didn't think you were going to get the drift. I, I didn't until all of a sudden I'm hearing, wait a minute, this is, you know, I mean, it takes a lot. Sometimes one and one don't always make two in my head, but you know, back then I was still a little more with it. But yeah, that was, that was a really, it still to me is a humongous honor. Well, yeah, that's that, a Ford. That lifetime achievement is well, I mean, no, not not even that. Yeah, that is that that really is. And actually, I think I'm the. Uh, can I brag for a second? I'm the only female that ever got it. Yeah. Um, but the fact that somebody would think that I was important enough to be included in women of Mustangs, you know, come on, uh, it just it just uh, didn't resonate. It's just. Yeah, you know, to me, it was not work. It was something I loved doing. Um, going to work every day was was a true pleasure. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's and not how you feel that way. Mike, you can, you can attest, the Mustang hobby, as much as we love it, it's a tough place to be because you can't make everybody happy. Absolutely. But, you know, John, just to touch what you said about the relationship business and all that, and you're talking about the top 50 women of Mustang. And you mentioned Gail Wise's name. Gail Wise is actually texting me right now. So that is literally just a definition of the relationships in this well, business. Yeah, Ford is Ford is thinking of talking to her again about. I think uh, Ford Communications was talking about her today. I yeah, her, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, you better. I gave I gave them her phone number. She doesn't even know that because they didn't have it. But yeah. no. It, she, she she's asking me nice questions because she's concerned. <laughs> oh, no, she, yeah, they're afraid she's going to sell her car and they won't be able to use it in marketing. See, that's what uh -oh. <laughs> Mary Jean, that would be, yeah, that uh, you have to, you're right. Gail, another one of those ladies who just mm -hmm. in the hobby there, you know, and people don't realize, and I think Mary Jean, you started showing that in some of your editorial work, there are so many women in the hobby and, and we make, we, we, we make some, you know, Sometimes oversights, we come up and see a car and we immediately go to the guy and say, is this your car? And she, uh, all of a sudden, they go, no, that's my car. And we're always, oh, oh, that's, oh. that's a huge faux pas. My know? 87 Celine, people would say to me, your husband lets you drive this car? And I would say, no, 
<laughs> this is my car. And if he's really nice, I let him drive it. Because, you know, back in those days, it wasn't, I mean, I, I could, well, people always thought that the car was Ken's car and they never really gave credence, credence to a woman wanting to drive something like that. And I didn't purposely go out looking for women, but I'd see women who, that they were cleaning the cars, their husbands were off chatting with other people. Yeah. You know, and they've got their fingers in the engine compartment and they're doing all this stuff. And yeah. lo and behold, this is their car. They drive this car. And so, you know, I thought, what the heck? Why not? Once in a you know, let's 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 show the women they're just as involved. And you know, I to me there's nothing happier in my life than sharing my hobby with Ken. Um, it's what we met at the same time. Now he has a lot of hobbies that I that are different than other hobbies that I have. Um, you won't see him sitting here knitting or crocheting, but the car <laughs> hobby for us is, it's a, you know, it's just, it was a game changer and it's something that we will always, always have. You well, know? There, there's an old saying, if you see a, a woman at the car show behind a, the wheel of a Mustang, you walk up to her and you say, Hey, is that your car? And if she says yes, and then mm -hmm. you say, do you know how to drive a stick? And she says, yes. The next thing you say is, will you marry me? <laughs> but, but Mary Jean, uh, Mike and I are always looking at the, the where the hobby's going, how the how the world is changing, not just with more women and girls uh, starting to get their, their hands greasy into the hobby, but the, how we have to work towards attracting young people into, into taking this baton from us and running with it and enjoying it like we did. Um, and Mike, I know your your, your whole you know, Midwest Club Summit is all based on that. But how do you see the hobby changing? And what do you see as the future of our hobby? You think we can still get young people and girls interested in cars? Well, you, you know, know that, that's the key, I think. Do you agree, Mary Jane? Yes, I do. I don't think that I think, and of course, you got to realize I'm much older than both of you, but I honestly believe that if we want to keep this hobby going, and you know, John, I've said this many times, we have got to get the kids interested in it and you've got to bring them to the show, let them see the car and the person that owns the car, let the kids sit in the car. And if you're really feeling nice, give them a ride, you know, or just, just, you have to foster that interest because if we don't, the hobby is going to die because, you know, I mean, the hobby, as far as the clubs, the cars are still going to be here. But then I think what's going to happen is, it's not going to be a general Mustang type club. It's going to be a, a niche. Yeah. Kind of thing, like, you know, the, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, we belong to, to several clubs um, all over the world, but you know, the Celine club, the, you know, the, this club, the Shelby club, this and this and that. But I, I really like to see everything all encompassed. It's still a Mustang, you know, and um, I don't know. I, I get a little worried. But then I, I go to shows and I see people with their kids and, and um, you know, the, the interest that is fostered. And even if I have my Shelby, if I'm out driving it and people, you know, the kids will come up to me and say something. Hey, you want to go, you know, ask the mom and dad. I take them for a ride around the parking lot. You know, I'm not going to take off with their child. But, um. <laughs> no, but Mike, Mike, that's exactly what we were talking about. And, you know, as we go more towards a social media platform, I have to tell you, Mary Jean, um, we want kids to experience the joy and the freedom mm -hmm. of driving, uh, what the feeling you get 
uh, when the, the top's down and that V8's on cam and you're yep. going up through the gears on a twisty two-lane. There's nothing like that. It's, yep. it's Mike, Mike, would you say it's better than hitting level three on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and beating <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think Owens uh, was the one who said this. And uh, every time you get in a, a Mustang, it's like you're on vacation. Exactly. Yeah. So we hope we can continue to do that. Mary Jean, you know, um, watching you and reading you for all these years, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm even at you know, my 25 years now at Ford, I'm just pleased to be able to go out to car shows and look the way you looked at uh, different people to feature and to find that one nugget, that great story out there. And I can tell you, I know you felt this, the, the joy that you felt by bringing that person's story to light uh, not only by making them happy, but showing the hobby that it takes all of us. It's it's still something I get to experience every week on the website. And I know you did such a great job. I don't know if the hobbies really thanked you enough. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I I don't even think about that. But what I one of one of the uh, favorite stories I did was uh, somebody that's pretty well known that you used to harass me about being such good friends with. Um, I got to drive to Ford World headquarters, go to the desk and ask for uh, Mr. Farley to come on down with his car so I could take a picture in the front. You were there, remember? Yep. Oh, yes. At which point the guards tossed me the keys and said, um, Mr. Farley said you can go on down into the executive garage and drive his car out. And, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, those moments. No, but they, I mean, it's it's moments like that that I, I, it's kind of like a... Um, a thank you in return, you know, and, yeah. or, or going to SEMA. And the first time I went to SEMA, the very first time, um, I got an invitation to talk to how Titan. Yep. And <laughs> I stared at that thing for so long and I thought, okay, bite the bullet. Austin keeps saying you can do it. So I did it. And I called Austin. I said, you aren't going to believe what I did. And he didn't believe it because <laughs> I was, you know, Anyway, and, and to just sit and talk to him and say, what can the Mustang Club do for you? And to have him turn around and say, what can I do for the Mustang Club? What a great guy he is. Oh, my he, God. Yeah, it was, you know, and then he gave me this phone number. If you ever need anything, you know, here's my assistant. And I called one day to find out what size shirt he wore. And <laughs> the phone answers, um, how Titang? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was his admin. Wait, yeah, you know, the floor. I, no, you're, I, you're so right, Mary Jean. That's so, I mean, those, those moments, but for, for the rest of us, we just wanted, you know, we wanted you on tonight because there are so many people out there listening here on the Mustang owners podcast that know you remember your time at Mustang times and, and Mustang monthly and five but mostly the, the last several years where you, you were at all those MCA shows, you met so many people, you featured their cars and you, you didn't know that as you drove off and you walked to the next person or took did the next story, how much the, the Mustang world appreciated you telling their story in that magazine. So for those people that aren't able to thank you or they're just listening in tonight on the podcast, let me say thank you for all those stories you brought to light um, because if it weren't for people like you and Donald Farr does a great job too. And he does. I just try, to, I try to do the same for the Ford website. Those stories need to be told because, by God, what a great bunch of wonderful people in this hobby. There's two um, up-and-comers in uh, uh, females in this hobby, 
and one is Amy. Um, the other one is Bridget Davis. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Mike, hey. Hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bridget hey. was just with us um, here at the Stampede. Bridget, nice. Bridget, I met, you know how I met Bridget? At your 50 years of, of the Mustang. Yep. We're sitting out there writing autographs. She comes up with her friend and, yep. and um, she's telling me how she's uh, getting ready to move. She lives in Indiana. As I was asking, you know, where, where, where are you living? What are you doing? She lives in Indiana. She's moving to Florida. I said, really? Where? Yep. Like Lakeland? <laughs> Lakeland? Where in Lakeland are you moving? She lived down the street from me. No lie. Right. Down the street. So That's so crazy. I've well, kind of kept track of what she's doing and... um. It's just amazing. I think she's a really big up and comer. But John, it has always been fun for me to go and meet other Mustang enthusiasts, um, people that have the same joy in their heart for what they're doing. And um, uh, it really was, I guess I'd never realized how much, I mean, I know that some people were extremely grateful, you know, for being having a story done about their car, but not to the degree that you said, and that just makes me feel um, very humble and very, very thankful. Well, heck, you deserve it. It's not just for me. Mike knows he's he's been on the ground as well, and his club, well, they say the same thing, don't they, Mike? Yeah, you know what? I got to tell this one last really quick story, though, um, uh, as it segues into what we were talking about with um, emerging. I don't even know if you're aware um, lately, but I just got um, took over the reins for the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Yes, and, and I, sent, I sent your message to the Mustang Club of Malta. And, oh, uh, very cool! But John, foreign countries. Yeah, but John, I don't know if you know this, but so when Ford was on doing the 50-year logo in New York, Mary Jean was—we were each other's date down there <laughs> mm -hmm. because everybody else was from all the different countries, and we were representing the U.S. Oh, and that's um, awesome. It mm -hmm. was really, really cool to be down there, and uh, me and her were together during that whole time. You well, know you... How, how fun it was to walk away the next day and say, I know the president of the Mustard Club of France, of Germany, of England, yep. Yep. of Malta, of Italy. And Italy, that really did it. Yep. Um, no, what, really, he was a riot, too. The Italy guy was a riot. Well, what really yeah. did it for Mike and me is we can say, we know Mary Jean Weshi. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, I, remember the, I remember the show that somebody came to and said, I came here just to meet you. And I went, why? And that was you and Jenny. That's right. <laughs> I had to meet her. Mary Jean, thank you again for all you've done for the hobby. And thank you for spending your time with us tonight. And uh, folks, if you guys had wanted to go back and look at some of the great work that Mary Jean has done, go dig out that box of Mustang Times 5.0 and a Mustang Monthly that you've got under the stairs. I know you're there. Or go online to see all the digital issues that Donald Farr has put on for Mustang Times and check out all the wonderful work. Mary Jean, thanks again for spending your time with us and all the listeners in on the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you so much, John. It really was an honor. It was our pleasure, Mike. And let's uh, let's keep in touch with Mary Jean because God knows she always comes up with great ideas. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you keep in touch with us by listening to the Mustang Owners Podcast every week. So we'll have to catch you the next time down the road.